Underrated Health Podcast. We've been hyping this for a while. It's here. It's, it's a good time to do it. You want to start? You suggested this during the fall. You, you actually said during football season, uh, when football's over, I want to do a health podcast. So I'll let you lead off. I've got a lot of ideas. I took some notes, but I'll let you start with whatever you were thinking. Cool. Okay. So first of all, I just want to say, I don't have all the answers. I'm personally still learning this stuff. Um, uh, and I think before we get started, you have to accept that you've been repeatedly lied to, um, uh, things you've heard about what's healthy and what's not. Um, and yeah, I don't know exactly where to start, but I, um, uh, I, I just, I guess I'd say, um, listening to you talk about this throughout the years, I would always roll my eyes and not, and, and maybe I just, even though you're smart, I would I'd still just kind of take it with a grain of salt. So I really want people to kind of like, I don't, white men can't jump. They say, don't listen to Jimi Hendrix. You have to hear, you don't hear right. Jimmy. I would actually right. hear what we're saying here. Like actually right. hear like the poison that you're putting into your body, body voluntarily. I mean, it's your body, man. What other decision is more important than what you're putting inside your own body? I mean, and this is coming from someone who was naive to all this 18 months ago, who would drink sodas daily, Red Bull I love. Um, so I believe me, I'm not above anyone. I mean, I was naive to all this very recently. Uh, short, short, brief period ago, I didn't care what I put in my body. So no judgment here either. Um, all right. So first of all, sugar is really, really bad for you. Uh, that's one thing to cut out of your diet. Um, when you go and you're getting tested for cancer and you get a CT scan, they give you a dye injection before that's filled with sugar. That's because the, the test will, uh, cancer lights up when sugar is involved. So, so sugar is a great thing to get out of uh, a kicking, kicking soda. It won't be easy at first, but now to me, water uh, tastes a million times better. The thought of, of, of soda is actually gross, um, but it just, that stuff will take getting, getting used to. But the main part of our conversation today is going to be seed oils. It's what you've talked about from the beginning. You're so right. Uh, calling it vegetable oils is like a psyop. It's so funny, vegetable. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, yeah, it is. but but yeah. but but I've talked enough here. But I, I just want to say, seed oils is really what I want to concentrate on. And um, do you have anything to add before I before I continue? Yeah, I mean, you're getting specific right away. I was going to give sort of the the zoomed yes, out yeah, view, yes. and and yeah, I agree with everything you just said just now. But so my zoomed out view is basically health is nutrients in, toxins out. You need sufficient nutrients, and you need to get rid of the stuff that's poisoning you. Get rid of the poisons, and. You know, you mentioned a couple of poisons that are obviously common. And also you, the, the more nutrients you have, the more ability you have to get rid of poisons. And the more poison you have, the less ability you have to absorb nutrients. So these things go together as you tend to take on a larger toxic load um, with things like seed oils and heavy metals. Your system doesn't function properly. And then so you get into these things where, you know, you're like, I can't get rid of this cold or I can't lose this weight or I can't gain this weight. And I want to talk about medicine a little bit. The doctor doesn't really heal you. Now it's great if you have a surgeon, if you have, you need stitches and he's going to close the cut, or if you have a broken leg and it needs to be set so it can heal itself. Or if you're having a heart attack and you're in a Western hospital and they give you the proper treatment for that, they can save your life, obviously. But in general with like chronic conditions and disease, the doctor doesn't really heal you. They give you these like temporary band-aids to get you through the day you know, it's your body that through evolution of, of millions of years, you know, from when we were primates has a way of repairing itself. And that's sort of the, that's the thing you need to give uh, the proper nutrition and information to, and get rid of the things that it's not suited to having in it so that it can do its job. And it's mostly just getting out of the way. You know, sometimes as like a parent, I'm like, just get out of the kid's way, let them figure out their own thing. And I feel like with your body too, it's like, Get out of your own way. So I've been talking a bunch, but we can get into all the specifics like seed oils is obviously a huge one. 
But I just want to give my overall framework. It's just nutrients in, toxins out. And then we can start to talk about what the important ones are in those two categories. Yeah, see, that was good. Be better than me to start uh, more broadly. Um, doctors are good at a lot of things. Chronic disease care is not one of them. I mean, they treat symptoms, not the cause. It's not even their fault. They're just not educated, uh, whatever. It's just, it's, that's not what they're taught. I mean, that's not what they're taught. So it's just whatever. It starts from, from the ground up. And even nutritionists these days, is, it's, it's, it's sketchy. I mean, the whole food pyramid was literally upside down, we are taught. Um, the sugar industry was paid. There's all the nefarious reasons for why this, and I don't even care about that. You can look into that yourself if you, if you want. I will, we should provide some links. I want to provide this video talking about seed oil and how truly when it gets oxidized, I mean, it is putting poison. How they make it is just disgusting. You're eating like thousands of ears of corn and it's just, it's gross stuff. But inflammation is the root cause of all disease, you know, insulin resistance, diabetes, cancer, but it's also weight gain and acne. A good way of losing weight is avoiding these seed oils. You know, seed oils, they cause you to be hungry. It's not just bad health. They also cause, that's why you eat the whole bag of Doritos. They have the same exact um, science behind uh, wh why weed makes you get the munchies. It's the same exact science behind it. The same uh, that they would give someone a cancer uh, patient to get them hungry is the same effect that seed oils have uh, in your body. It's stored in fat and it makes you hungry. So you will never, you'll never get filled satiated. So um, yeah, do you, have, do you have anything to, to add on that? Yeah, I mean, seed oils are known to be obesogenic. It's not just calories in, calories out. You know, there's, there's also different metabolic factors. If, if you eat a lot of fat and not many carbohydrates, you're not going to gain the same amount of weight as you would with the same amount of calories of just carbohydrates based on how your liver processes the sugar and where it stores it and, and what fuel you're running on, whether you're running on ketones and fasting fuel and fat or whether you're running on sugar and then your liver stores uh, sugar uh, in the form of glycogen. And my, my biology is not going to be that good. I'm going to probably misuse some terms. Like I'm not as, you know, when I listen to these podcasts by some of these doctors that are, that are versed in this, they probably use the right terminology. But let's talk about seed oils and, and, and oils and fats. So you need fat. Fats are one of the most important nutrients. The fatty acids um, are essential for your body to function but there's not that many good ones and a lot of bad ones. And so like the good ones are just animal fat, you know, saturated animal fat from cows or pigs. Pigs though, there's an issue and we can get into that. Certainly from grass fed cows and even regular cows are better than some of the other stuff. And then beef tallow or pork lard, if it's the pork from, it's well sourced. And then butter is really good and ghee. And then from fruit and vegetables is coconut oil, which is from the fruit of the coconut and olive oil, which is from the fruit of the olive. You don't get the oil from the pit of the olive, but the seed oils that you're talking about are from the pits, the seeds of these different vegetables and seeds are not supposed to be digested. In fact, like they have anti-nutrients that resist digestion because the seeds goal is to get through your system intact enough, get through an animal's system intact enough to be excreted out and form a new plant. It's trying to reproduce and survive like any other organism. So these seeds are not meant, the inner contents of the seeds are not meant to be ingested really. They're mostly meant to be excreted. As you said, you should describe the process a little bit because they're, they're not just giving you the inside of the seed, they're giving you a mega dose of the inside of the seed. Yeah, the oxidization of these PUFAs, these polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, produce protein damage 23 times faster than simple sugars. Like I said, this video will be, it'll give you, give you a visual of just how, how gross it is. It's, true, it's truly sludge. It's cheaper. There's a whole monocrop issue that this is a whole, a whole other problem, too. You want to talk about the environment and sustainability and all that stuff, too. 
Uh, that's the nice thing about this too. All the food we're going to recommend it is actually recommend is, is better. Um, if not, uh, maybe a little bit more expensive, but so is everything right now. Um, so inflammation is, is, is the problem. And, and there, omega is what I'm going to talk about a lot here. And what you want is in our American diet, our, we had a big imbalance between our omega-3 and omega-6. There are three omegas, three, six, and nine. Nine are body creates by itself, so forget about that. So three, omega-3s are good. You get those from fish, grass-fed beef, and omega-6 is bad, and those are extremely from these seed oils. You also things like walnuts and nuts also in, in your diet. That's really the next level we'll get to, but, but really seed oils is, is what's happened. It's been introduced in our diet uh, just in the past 100 years, and that's why this all of a sudden, you know, America has gotten obesity problems and all these other health issues. And, um, and yeah, so, so you want to balance your omega threes with omega six and omega six is just all these, these seed oils. And it's not just, uh, the they're, they're in, in, in so many products is a scary thing. That's, that's the tough thing here. It's not just, Oh, avoid fried foods. Um, they are, they're a big product, a, a big, big in condiments. You know, it's the number one ingredient in, in mayonnaise is soybean oil. Um, I did, you know, even in your gum, uh, your name, name, some, name some of the common oils that are that that when we're saying seed oils, name some. You said soybean oil. What else? Yeah, I should I should have um the canola oil, right? canola oil. Um, yeah, I don't actually don't have them all uh, written down in front of me. Hold on. There, there's uh, like a, a rapeseed oil, grapeseed, rapeseed. I don't know if that's the same thing. There might be two different sa things, but they're both. Safflower, yeah. rapeseed is just like canola. Uh, sesame uh, would be sunflower. Sunflower uh, peanut. Peanut uh, yeah. is bad as well. So, um, yeah, sorry, I don't have them exactly listed. But, no, you but that's it. That's it, though. That I mean, it, it's, you know, you think, oh, sunflower oil. That's got to be good for you. Sunflower mm -hmm. seeds, sunflower oil. How is that bad? Canola oil. It's That's supposed to be healthy. Like, that's what people think. It's not just marketed like margarine was marketed as healthier than butter. It doesn't have cholesterol. Not only was it not marketed as the poison that it was, it was well, it would be marketed if they said it was poison. But not only was it not outed for the poison that it was, it was marketed as actually a health food, all this stuff. And you did great. Well, margarine is literally just vegetable oil. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I was even reading right up on it now. And there was information out there on Google trying to say, yeah, margarine usually tops butter when it comes to heart health. It's made from vegetable. I mean, that's still out there. I mean, it's still just misinformation. I mean, you're literally putting vegetable oil into your body as opposed to you said some great alternatives. Uh, butter, ghee, uh, tallow is actually the, the, the good alternatives. If you are almost all vegetarian, if you don't want meat either, but beef tallow is a good one to cook with. Um, but um, yeah, butter, just what's wrong with you? I know you heard the word fat your whole life. You, 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 you associate that with bad but it's not necessarily, uh, and there's all kinds of other things with your cholesterol levels and, and it, whether or not that means uh, heart and all kinds of studies. Well, I can go into red this. meat. Yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. You should read a book by Malcolm Kendrick called the clot thickens. And he's talking about the source of heart disease and, and how debunked the cholesterol hypothesis is. And there's a lot of uh, parallels to COVID actually, the way that there was money in statins and they just pushed this shit. And even though it got refuted or the evidence was very weak, you got your career destroyed if you spoke out against statins, if you said that cholesterol wasn't the thing. I mean, it's a great book. The Clot Thickens. He's got this kind of weird way of, of talking, writing that's annoying sometimes, but it's excellent and very accessible. It's not one of these medical journals that you like, can't, you know, it's too dense to read. He really does a great job of explaining medical terms to the layperson. It's a really good book. And he makes an analogy. He said, uh, if you have a car and you're worried about uh, the paint getting scratched and it rusting, 
you might wonder what are the factors that make a car rust? And someone could say, well, some bushes that you scraped it on, the paint, maybe a, a, a pebble flying up from the road from a truck, maybe a kid running by it and keying it. There's all these things like, why are these things related? You know, these things don't seem to be related. Well, they're not related. They're all totally different things, but they all cause the same kind of damage. And what he says is all these things that seem to harm your heart and cause heart disease, like high blood sugar and gout and smoking and, and all and all these like specific diseases and genetic diseases that, that tend to, to you know, were associated with heart attacks, cardiovascular disease. He basically argues, and I'm probably not doing him justice, is that you have a layer of endothelium inside your arteries in your body. It's like an endothelium. It's, a, it's the inner layer it's inside of your, you know, where the blood is flowing. And when those things get little scrapes, they repair and you have these repair mechanism. But when they get scraped a bunch and they don't repair quickly, they start to form like, I guess, scabs, clots. And when those things get thick enough, you have a heart attack. And basically, all oh, there's things that cause that and things that help prevent that. And, it, and, and he really goes into great, great detail of all this stuff and all these studies. And it's, I, I can't recommend it enough, but I feel like, okay, like let's just not, in, you're getting these little scratches on the inside of your uh, arteries. You're getting little scratches. And, and if you damage your system to the point where there's lots of scratches and not a good healing mechanism, you'll start to clot and you'll start to get a heart attack. And, and all these common causes of, of, of heart attacks and heart disease and strokes too, because it's the same uh, mechanism. It, it's just things accumulate that kind of damage. I mean, yes, the red meat, I forget the word, the studies, but the linking cancer and red meat are often, um, uh, they're, they're also involving people who are, are smoking and whatnot. The, uh, what, what is the word? A pist, a pist, uh, there's a phrase for how the studies, but it's not, there's no real true link. I mean, there's no cause and effect directed toward Empir that. Empirical uh, studies? Thank you. Thank okay. you. Yeah, that, that might be it. Um, yeah. And right. McDonald's used to use beef tallow uh, to, to cook all their fries. They were delicious. Uh, a rich person had a heart attack. He attributed it to that, and he pushed the industry to all move toward this, uh, this terrible industry. You know how much damage that guy did, and and you know, yeah. but who knows if it was if that was you know he had a business or what what the front was. But basically, you know, if you look at uh, Ansel Keys and you, you uh, Duck Duck Go Ansel Keys and his uh, job in the Nixon administration of demonizing fats and promoting sugar and destroying careers of researchers and doctors who spoke out against it, raw milk. What they did to raw milk, raw milk you know, that was milk that wasn't pasteurized, but some of it was being produced in cities and in unsanitary conditions. And there were rats and people did get sick from it. But instead of having health regulations around, you know, how you could make food for public consumption, pasteurization was something you had to do at scale. And the smaller farmers obviously couldn't afford to do it. And these big companies took over and said, oh, now, you know, it's a health risk. Not to There was like a grain of truth in it that there were some people getting sick, but it wasn't because of raw milk. And I, I get raw milk here and I don't really drink it because I'm a little bit lactose intolerant, but we give it to Sasha. And oh, uh, but I thought that that's that does that's supposed to not affect you. I thought the rawness. It. I think there are some. There's some like so lactose is the is the thing you're sensitive to. It's a milk sugar, and there are some things in the milk in raw milk that help you digest lactose. Some lactase, I guess, is the enzyme mm -hmm. that would you digest. But I don't know if there's enough of that. Like if you're lactose intolerant, so I haven't really been drinking it though. It tastes delicious. I drink it occasionally and. I'll take a lactase, but ideally so I, I order. Yeah, I, I, my local one had a fire in Fresno. So I've been getting uh, no joke. I've been getting uh, shipments from uh, 
Amish people in Pennsylvania, raw milk and raw sauerkraut, and they get yeah. this delivery, and I'm, it's exciting. It's yeah, it's it's, uh, but that's next level stuff. But yes, raw raw dairy is way better for you. It's way better. Yeah, it's way it's better and has all these enzymes. It's not just you know the probiotics that are in raw. You know probiotics. People I think know they pay a lot for them. I make my own sauerkraut too. You know you can make it pretty oh, easily, okay. but um, I I can teach you in like two minutes. You just kind of grind it up and put salt in it and then seal it tight in a jar. But it's cabbage, right? It's just cabbage. You just chop yeah. it up, put like a tablespoon of salt in like salt, a, yeah. a quart jar. And then when, you, when you've when uh, you ground it up with your hands for like 15 minutes and it's really soggy and watery, you stuff it in the jar really tight until it goes all the way up to the top and you push it down to the water is above the cabbage level. And then you just seal it, leave it out room temperature for four days outside, out, the, out of the sun. It all tastes weird to you at first, but your gut will start craving it once you have it because it's a so helpful restorative of your gut and all, that, all, the, all those probiotics. Yeah. And so probiotics are, you know, the, the good bacteria that, that helps your uh, ecosystem, you know, your, your gut and your, I mean, your whole body, but your gut is an ecosystem. You know, it has bacteria that help break down foods and help you digest things and give you some of the vitamins and nutrients that you need. And there's obviously pathogenic bacteria that shouldn't be there. And the good bacteria also crowd out, you know, they, they defeat, they compete with the, the bad ones. And a lot of illness is also, you know, it's inflammation, but a lot of inflammation comes from imbalances in that ecosystem in the gut. Some people think all disease starts in the gut. Um, other people think mm -hmm. it's in the teeth. We can get into the whole dental thing. I mean, there's just so many, <laughs> such a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Stay away shit. from fluoride. Yeah. Stay away from fluoride and basically stay away from, I mean, what, yeah, what is the dentist or should I, I, I that is a question. I've, I've heard people really into health, you know, basically saying only go there if you have to. Yeah, it's funny. I'm getting an implant, a zirconium implant two days from now. And I'm kind of dreading it. It's, you know, it's pretty surgery. It's not like a major surgery, but you know, they got to drill into your uh, jawbone and, and put that thing in. Yeah. But I had that because I had a root canal that I got extracted and root canals can be problematic because the root canal is a tooth that has the nerve gets infected and it really hurts because the, it wants to swell. Like when you sprain your ankle, it swells up, but it's inside this hard tooth. And so that's why it's so painful when the pulp swells and then it dies because it swells against the tooth and anything dead in your body is like a gangrenous limb. It's very dangerous. You got to get rid of it. So the dentist would clean out the, the root canal and stuff it with like a putty, seal it, stuff it with a putty, clean it, and then put a crown on top of it and be like, okay, great. Now you still have the tooth. It's firmly embedded in your jaw. You can use it to chew. And even though it's dead, okay. The problem is the putty, it's like an anaerobic environment. And there's always some microscopic amount of bacteria that the dentist can't get. And there's like literally miles of tubules in your, in the inner part of your tooth. And there's always something that doesn't get got. And when that starts to multiply and it's anaerobic and has no oxygen and you have no blood supply to it, it's a dead uh, organ in your body, that bacteria can migrate to other parts of the body. And Weston Price, who was a, a dentist in the twenties, did experiments where he, they would remove a, a disease root canal tooth and he'd put it in a rabbit and the rabbit would get the same disease that the, that the person had that was suffering that had the thing. So, you know, it's not, it doesn't explain everything and not all of them may cause problems. Maybe your immune system can handle it, but I had a couple of those and I got them yanked and implants have their own thing, but the zirconium ones are a little cleaner. There's no, I, the ideal thing is don't ever get cavities. Don't damage your teeth, have your natural teeth and take care of them. That's really the, the ideal way. But I had had a lot of cavities as a kid, a lot of mercury fillings, a root canal, you know, so I'd, I'd already fucked it up. And then you're just sort of dealing with less than ideal options and just trying to, <laughs> to, to do the best you can. So I'm getting my implant uh, on Wednesday from this, you know, this biological dentist.
It wasn't that long ago uh, dentists were drilling mercury into teeth. I mean, it really was not. No, I, I had a mouthful of it, no. and, it and that's no. a whole other episode. I, it fucked me up badly. It's a whole long story. Maybe we'll have time to get it, maybe not. But it, it, was, a, it was an eye-opener, and I had to get rid of that mercury, and it was a very painstaking process to do it right. There may be other ways, but I use this thing called the Andy Cutler Protocol, and it's very, very exacting and difficult, but it's, in my opinion, the safe one, and I did a lot of research about that. And, you know, we're talking about nutrients in, toxins out. Well, metals, heavy metals, lead, mercury, aluminum, there's, you know, other ones, but those are three of the main ones are, are toxins and they fuck you up and they, they cause cancer, they cause fatigue, they cause all sorts of neurological problems because mercury, I think it competes with zinc. So it sits in the, in the place where zinc should be to have some sort of uh, enzymatic uh, reaction that's supposed to happen because the zinc is there and the zinc is used, but instead the mercury's there because it's it's biochemically similar, and the and the reaction doesn't happen, uh, and then things aren't operating right in the cell, and then you fatigued, you're having problems, and you have all sorts of neurological issues. So mercury is one of the worst of the worst. I maybe we'll put some links in about like if you have mercury, you have to do drill it out the proper way with the proper kind of dentist. Um, there's certain supplements you should not ever take if you have mercury still in your system. It's it's very, it's not a, like a, it's not a, a, a light thing. It's like a, a deep problem that, that you can deal with, but it's not, it's not easy, at least in my experience. Yeah. So avoiding sugar will help with the cavities as well. And then oil polling, talk about that. Coconut, well, coconuts is a magical fruit, but coconut oil, one of the ones to cook with, my wife hates the way it makes all the food taste like coconut. Yeah. So that's a, that's a frustrating thing for me because that would be a, a great alternative. Um, one of the few, um, because even I want to, before I forget, I hate to say this, but olive oil, a lot of it's contaminated. Make sure you get extra virgin. There's a bunch yeah. of reports out there saying olive oil and avocado oil just aren't, you aren't getting what you think you're getting. Avocado oil and olive oil be, I guess, skeptical of as well. Um, but talk about oil polling. Is it you still doing that? Because it sounds like a nice, I've read good benefits of, of swishing around at night uh, coconut oil in your teeth. It's so funny. I, I do. I haven't done it in a couple of weeks, but I do it in football because um, I watch all the Monday, Monday, Sunday, Monday and Thursday night games the next morning because they're too late here. And I just have a routine that you do 20 I minutes. I watch routine. Yeah, I just I, I just I put in it. my mouth a scoop of it first thing in the morning and I watch a half while swishing it around and I spit it out and you spit in the garbage. Don't spit in the sink because you're going to clog your right. pipes. And then I'll you know rinse out with salt water. And I don't know if it works because I don't know, but it can't be bad. It's coconut oil, olive oil. And you're basically, the, the idea is the oil swoops up all the toxins in your mouth and even just the swishing and stuff stimulates something in, you know, that, that little vein under your tongue. I think it's somehow that is involved, but I don't know if it's even real, but I just, I read about it like you and I just, I kind of like it. It was just something I was doing out of habit when I was watching those, those games. So I was swishing around, spit it out, whatever. It's a scoop of oil. It's like no big deal. But I did that. Right. I want to talk about the, the big thing, the really big stuff. So we, we got into a lot of different, I mean, I think the, you know, the oils are really big, the seed oils, but they're really big. So like, okay, nutrients in toxins out. So we talked about toxins, right? Like seed oils, sugars, um, especially refined sugars and, and omega six, as you mentioned, well, and we talked about some nutrients, but what about some things like that can help the process of getting rid of toxins and help the process of, of gaining nutrients? So I just wrote down a couple of things. So one of them is sun. People mm. need vitamin D. And I don't even know if they need vitamin D, although it's been correlated with a lot of uh, good outcomes for COVID, for example. Um, if you had high vitamin D, you were pretty much no big deal. COVID was never going to mess you up. If you had low vitamin D, you were at more risk. But I don't know if vitamin D is the thing or it's just a marker of getting sun and there's other things in the sun. 
that are not, I don't even think totally understood. And, you know, without sunscreen, I mean, you need to get the, the sun on your bare skin. Yes, I do. I become a hermit during football season, stay indoors far too much. I go outside by the uh, layout in the summer, but you're right. I, it's, a, it's something I need to improve in my life. I even keep my, my, my blinds closed too often and sun's very important. Just getting out. Um, so by all means, do not slather on uh, sun, sun tan lotion. I mean, that is just, just filled with bad chemicals. And by the way, when you stop eating seed oils, you no longer get sunburn. That's a right. major, major effect of your skin, but you can use zinc and you can use sunscreen, uh, whatever the, I know the different definitions, but do not use the crap you buy over the counter. Yeah. I mean, wear a hat, wear a long sleeve shirt. I mean, there's, you know, people protected themselves from the sun, go in the shade for a bit. I mean, when you start to get too much, take a look at me, I'm pretty fair skinned. I, don't wear suntan lotion unless I know I'm going to be out on the beach with no protection for like three hours. If I'm just out and about, I would never put it on. If I, I take my shirt off, lie out for 45 minutes in the sun and I'm extremely fair skinned. If I were new, if I were like Mexico and I were out like all day, I'd probably put on, I would probably get burned even without the seed oils, but, and the darker your skin, the more sun you need to get the same amount of vitamin D. So like a black person needs way more sun to get the same amount of vitamin D that I would get. And we all need vitamin D. So the darker you are, the more you, you, you should be in the sun. Yeah, no, there's a difference. I wrote, I wrote a note here. The difference between sunscreen and sunblock. Sunblock, they, they consider that like zinc oxide. That's something right. you'd want to use. You want to avoid the, the other stuff. You're yeah. but, I wear a hat. I mean, just put on a hat and shirt. shirt you know? Or oh, don't eat seed oils and don't get sunburned. I mean, that's, right. that's that too. I mean, that, that helps too. Anyway, yeah, yeah that, that's a good one. Sun so, is so, a good one. Sun well, is good. Not- so the other one is fasting. I'm fasting now. I haven't eaten oh, since uh, last that. night and it's uh, 6.30. You I, posted a good chart. You have a good tweeted, a good chart. And I'll, I'll link to a uh, this great chart that my friend who's big into fasting uh, sent me. She's, she's, like, she's like the PD Mangan of France, basically. She's like, she knows her shit. We, I'm always talking with her about this kind of stuff. Fasting is huge because your ancestors did not have access to a pantry full of food. So obviously humans had to hunt. They went a long time without food at times and they, and they would have to be alert because they, they, they couldn't be like, oh, I haven't eaten. I feel like crap. I can't get out the, you know, get out of my, my animal skin. I'm too tired. No, you had to go fucking hunt. Otherwise you would die. And they did it. And it, it turns out that the body you have now is not that different than the body that the, your hunter gatherer ancestors had. And so it's, it's not really used to having like these heavy carbs, seed oils, especially, but even healthy foods like shoved in your system all the time and be digesting all the time. I mean, people need to go without and Obviously, humans evolve not just to survive under those conditions, but to improve a living organism actually is anti-fragile. It gets stronger. The, the ones that survive, people who exist now, got stronger from different conditions. So we actually need to fast. We need to clean up. Um, there's a process called autophagy where all your dead cells and bad cells get cleaned out when you fast. And after like, you know, 24, 30 hours, autophagy is kicking in, you're starting to clean out the garbage. And as you keep going, different things happen. We'll post a chart, but you start to make stem cells. People spend thousands of dollars for stem cell injections. It is a huge, huge part of being healthy, I think, is not eating. And some people just, you know, they'll do the 16-8, the they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. stop eating at eight and not eat till noon the next day, eat once a day, you eat between... You know, six and nine every day. That's it. You can fast like I do all, you know, I fast 40 hours from Sunday to Tuesday. And then I usually don't eat before noon. I may push that even further. 
I did a week long fast. I did a five day fast. Those do the deeper cleanings to check out your individual situation before you, before you do like a, a more dramatic fast. But I, I think that's another huge thing is fasting. Yeah. The literature behind the autophagy is very compelling. Um, even if you just do the intermittent the 16, you go 16, you get some benefits there and breakfast, the most important meal of the day is just total bullshit. So psyop. Yeah, no, breakfast is a psyop. <laughs> you don't need breakfast. And Oh, my, my friend, uh, Caroline, uh, the French woman who's, who's the PD Mangan of France and now Lisbon, she says, this is just like a little tip, a little hack that she has is that when you're about to eat, always eat protein first, wait five minutes then eat the rest. So say you're breaking your fast, you can eat your hard boiled egg or your bone broth or whatever. And then after five minutes, if you want to eat your sweet potato or whatever with butter, no problem. But basically the, the protein, this is what she says, and I haven't checked it out, but she's right about almost everything. Apparently the, the, the protein and fat that you're eating first will get your insulin going, but very slowly. And then if you then have the sugar, if you just eat the sugar first, it'll kick in really hard and insulin resistance and, in, and having too much insulin in your bloodstream causes you to store more sugar as fat and to, and to store more sugar in the liver and to risk damage to your liver and gain weight. I think you can eat the same thing, but the order in which you eat it is actually, it's actually relevant. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't got into that, but I've absolutely heard a, a lot of that. And that's, uh, yeah, I, I believe that. I also believe uh, maybe above all that every person is, is, is different and everybody's yeah. unique, different. And I've, I've, I've tried the Viome test and I'm curious uh, how, how truthful and, and, and helpful it is, but every person has their own body made with their unique allergies or whatever, and they're all going to react differently. I do truly believe that. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I think the one size fits all is a mistake. I did a genetic test uh, through this woman, Caroline, and they said I was the Mediterranean diet type. There's like mm -hmm. four, one of them's like pure carnivore and one of them's almost vegetarian. And I don't know if that's true, whatever. It's just one school thought, but it's like legit people. It's not like uh, lightweight bought and paid for pseudo science from, you know, large corporations. And I, I thought I might be the carnivore, but I wasn't, I was the Mediterranean apparently, at least according to this test, if that's true. And, and again, I'm not positive. That would just be an example of that, that there's some people who, you know, one diet wouldn't be very suboptimal for you, but it might be good for me. And that that's, that's also, I think, I think it's crazy to assume that ever that, you know, since we all our ancestors are from different places and we all have different genetic makeups, I think it would be a little crazy that I, I think there's certain things that are good for pretty much almost everybody. But I think around those basics, there's, there's a wide variety. Yeah. And I had a nurse warn me that when I, I did the bigger one, as you said, suggested, uh, the, the, the food that I'm most sensitive to is going to be the food I eat the most. And sure enough, that is exactly the results did, did, did. I don't know if that is, uh, for everyone, but it, it was the case for me too. But, um, what, do you have any other thought on, on things to help list? Fasting is a yeah. great one, man. I, I mean, so, I, so I, I hear you. Get sun fast. And the other one is sauna, right? Sauna, if you have access to a sauna. I was just at a hotel on vacation last week and, you know, I went every day. It's like working out. I mean, it's, it, you're, you're, you're getting all the toxins out and sweat. And, and by the way, if you have mercury poisoning, you won't get the deep mercury that's in your brain. That's a whole other thing, but it will get the mercury in your blood out. It will get the toxins out of your blood in your bloodstream. And it is it's extremely good for you. 20 minutes sauna. And I love it. If there's like a really cold, unheated pool, like in the winter and you're in the sauna, you jump in the pool. I'll take a cold shower if, if that's all I got, but it's such a good feeling to jump in a cold pool after you've been like so overheated by the sauna. 
I was going to say cold shocking too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, no, I'm tempted. I want to get my own sauna. Um, do you have an opinion? Natural, I'm told, is is better. But boy, it seems far harder to like actually get one in your house. That seems almost impossible like, to get to build it. So like the infrared we're doing, do you have a thought on that? I've really been debating that. So when I was doing the mercury stuff, I was deep into that. And the guy who was right about a lot of things, very smart, this guy, Andrew Cutler, um, like a genius. He seemed to think that the infrared was, the heat was too focused whereas the natural one was just kind of dispersed and he didn't really love the, uh, the infrared for that reason. But I, you know, but I, I don't know anybody else who said that except him. And obviously they're very popular, but I like the old school that tried and tested around the world in Europe. They're all the old school kind pretty much that there's, they're not the infrared. So it's not that hard. All you got to do is build a wooden box and then get one of those stoves, you know, with the coals on them. I think you can find one. Uh, I don't know where, but I think you can. All right, you would look look. I, I would do it, but I mean, that's you know, you can do more research on it. Right. Yeah. All right. Do you have any other uh, beneficial things? Yeah, obviously exercise. Right. That's the last hmm. one. Right. And high intensity. And I just started going to the track. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to run a five minute mile. One minute quarter mile is another goal. It's a four minute mile pace for a quarter mile, which is hard. I did a 114 when I was training two years ago. Right. right. So you got to do a one minute, and I was dying after you know that that 114 lap to get 14 seconds off that and that's a lot, right? That's a huge shaving off that, but I'm, I'm going to train. So sp I do sprints. I do like hundred meter sprints and 400 meters. I'm not doing long distance, just like sprints. I do my pushups. You know, I'm not like a huge exercise. I, I've done a lot of yoga and, and I'll do some stretches and, you know, the, just to really stretch out, you know, tight muscles and stuff. And, and that's really good too. But just, yeah, you got to move at, at least walk. I, I think the minimum is to go for a couple mile walk, Ideally, like, you know, in, in the forest, you know, the trees emit like these uh, chemicals that are really good for you. So that forest bathing you can do and, and also earthing real man earths, yeah. right? Real man, yeah, real man takes his shoes earth. off, yeah. gets it on the beach or grass field, getting like the electromagnetic and all the shit, the tree bathing. I, mean, I don't know if a lot of this shit can be bullshit, but it's like the seed, it's like the, the oil pulling or the earthing or like the forest bathing. Like what the fuck do you got to lose? So you walk around yeah. barefoot in some grass. So you switch some oil in your mouth. So you went to a, a, the woods and went for a walk. Exercise for sure, man. No question about that. I, um, uh, what about weight, weight, weight bearing? I, I see a lot of people say it's not just exercise. You really do need to, to do some weight bearing stuff. Cause I don't do much of that. I, I I'm with you on the swimming and the running and break out the row machine push-ups, but anyway. push-ups, push-ups count as that. Yeah, that definitely that count as that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. I think you want to build muscle, man. I think muscles look, when you see someone dying in a hospital bed, do they look like the rock or do they look like they're like, they weigh a hundred pounds and they're like frail. I mean, they don't, you don't see people who look like the rock in a hospital bed. You just don't right? like even older people. Like you don't see, you just don't see them. I mean, muscle, it's not just isolated. Oh, this is just for power. It may be part of your immune system. I definitely think you should build muscle. I mean, you should be strong. I don't, I don't know if you want to get real man gets jacked as fuck, but I, I don't know if that's necessary to be, you know, you know, bulky. That's probably, you can probably go past the point of optimization, but you should have muscles. Yeah. All right. Just, uh, I know we're having technical difficulties here, but I just want to hammer home a couple more things with this, uh, with the seed oils. Um, I was at a, a family reunion, my wife's family reunion at a, a barbecue outside. And I, and I saw everyone lining up eating a barbecue tri-tip baked potato. And then there was also a salad option. And I heard many people just being like, well, I better be healthy and, and put on some of this. And literally it was the least healthy thing on the table. That ranch, if you look at the ingredient yeah. of ranch, <laughs> the first ingredient is vegetable oil, soybean and or canola is the first ingredient of Hidden Valley Ranch. 
it's hilarious. It's the world we live in. I mean, that they think and lettuce. I mean, lettuce is just water. I mean, what, what right. like lettuce is right. I mean, a roughage, I guess, a little yeah. bit, but that's not you want the colorful, uh, colorful vegetables and 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 berries. But anyway, so the average Americans consumes an estimated five to 10 tablespoons of vegetable oil per day. Really Ugh. think of 10 tablespoons. And once Disgusting. you watch this video, man, I mean, that's why everyone's so fat. That's why everyone is so yeah. fat. Do you, do you see videos? I saw a video. A lot of these health guys, I follow videos from the sixties and seventies people at the beach. Every dude is kind of jacked. Every woman looks good. They're in their bathing suits. Like I know they probably, they're taking a video from something that's not exactly a pure sampling, even of that era. But if you look at the average person in 1955 or something, and the average person now, they are much, much heavier now. Hospital food is absolutely junk food. I've, I've, I've actually looked more into that, and I think I've got the answer. And is the, the, the hospitals are basically they get money based on the number one thing is surveys. And the number one thing that matters to people leaving a hospital survey is how they were treated and what food they got. So they serve them junk food for that reason. I realize it's not just, remember, stupid or liar. Uh, they're not just stupid, obviously, there. So, um, okay, so, uh, and unfortunately, 99.9% .9 of pastured pork is fed corn and soy, has 25% plus linoleic acid. That's uh, omega-6. Um, that's worse than canola oil. So, same goes for chicken. I mean, this is a big cover-up in pastured farming right now. Bacon is not good for you. Uh, farmed salmon is even fed soybean oil. So try to get wild-caught uh, seafood and grass-fed beef if you can. And Bill Gates, you know, has invested alone $50 million in Impossible Foods, these Beyond Meat stuff. Uh, sunflower oil is literally one of the first ingredients listed. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, at least the consumers have answered and it's been totally, it's funny on this Rogan pod, they, they even say how they package it differently next to the meat. It's way more expensive, but because it's sell it by the half pound, they make it seem like it's not. Anyway, there's this trickery it's shenanigans so behind that too. But, but anyway, that, that's, that's absolutely garbage. Don't think you're eating healthy when in fact you're doing the opposite. Yeah, I'll even go farther, and this is almost heresy, but I think, you know, a lot of those vegetables like kale and broccoli, they have a lot of minerals, but some of them are bad for your, your, their goitrogens, your thyroid sometimes, and also they have a lot of oxalates. So if people have kidney stones, as you said, like not everybody digests those like hearty green vegetables that well. You should cook them well. They are medicinal. You know, they have the, all those bitter leaves will kill off some uh, pathogens in your body. That's why it tastes bitter to you. It'll kill off some bad guys. But to me, that stuff is medicine. You know, I, I heard someone once say meat is food, vegetables are medicine and grains are poison. <laughs> Even though I eat some grains, you know, I like, you know, rice and pasta. I, I don't eat wheat. I'm gluten-free. Yeah, there's and oats, there's gluten all kinds of roundup on roats. I mean, yeah, there's all, yeah. oats, sorry, there's all kinds yeah. of, of the phosphates. But yeah, I mean, and also just to, to jump in, the, 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 these lamb, like a lamb and, and a cow and goats, they're ruminants. So they yeah. have four stomachs. So they're not as affected, even if they are fed seed right. oils. But, 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 but preach, buy berries, buy locally is the number one thing. The best you can buy locally. Befriend your local butcher if you can, but go to the farmer's market for your berries and honey. If you want sweetness, man, I think the best dessert in the world, fresh blueberries and, and, and honey. I mean, locally spun honey is, oh, so good. You can't, you can't, you can't beat it cream with berries that to me is like this like if you can get yep. raw cream that's oh, yeah. really raw good cream oh yeah so so good yeah i mean we hit on a lot of this stuff quick overview it's nutrients in toxins out identify the worst toxins the worst offenders seed oils refined sugars heavy metals chelation of those is a huge topic which we're not really going to go into the whole thing and then make sure you're getting the right nutrients you know liver is really good I, I actually like it a little bit it's mm. hard to take a lot of it but, you know, hard boiled yes. eggs, sardines, wild salmon, 
you know, grass-fed steak. I don't mind sweet potatoes, you know, but they're, they're carb heavy, but it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with carbs, but you know, whatever, you don't need to eat what I eat, but. No, but organs are terrific for you. They're very hard. I mean, it definitely acquired taste, but organs are some of the best thing for you. Nutrients. Oysters, I, raw oysters. I eat so many oysters. I, the best. You, yeah, I love them. Really Do you like oysters? You. So, oh, okay. Give and take. It's, it's tough. Yeah. If they're uh, done right, I'm amazing. They're amazing, but yeah, they can be uh, tough otherwise. And then there's some concern with fish oil too. I, I'm a crazy person and supplementing with salmon roe actually is where I get some, some omega-3s from, but uh, that's a whole nother, that's just when your next crazy steps. But fish oil is something to, to that. I don't know. Have you heard any downside to that? Yeah. Well, some of them are contaminated and you yeah. got to get good sourced ones and, mm-hmm. and other things. But I, I want to say the whole thing, like, like, I don't think, I think there's some simple things people can do, right? Like just get rid of the seed oils, get some sun, get some exercise fast, at least intermittently. If you, if you have chronic medical problems, look into the heavy metal angle. It might not be the reason, but it, look into it and just really ditch the processed food. You know, there's things about sleep, EMF, blue light. There's all sorts of shit. Like you can go stress obviously is a huge thing, but it, it's less about doing the perfect, doing every little thing. It, it's just more <laughs> of, of understanding from first principles, the fact that humans are evolved slowly and the things that we had a long time ago that we thrived on are probably the things that are good for you now. And the things that are recent inventions and beyond meat and all these concoctions in the lab are probably bad for you. And then just do your own research after that. Yep. Makes sense. So you have anything else to add? Or you, yeah, you man. Know? Yeah, man. Um, all right, Liz. So you were going to put this out before, but this is just how it's where we decided to record this health pod, long weighted health pod. But um, this will be my last, uh, appearance as a regular in the real man pod i love you list it's a small miracle this didn't happen sooner frankly um you're going to put out the thing i just want to be clear about one thing that yahoo did not say anything to me at all about about this pod to to stop doing this this um but thanks for being my pod partner for so many years the team of destiny um i'll happily jump on from time to time if you'll have me um i consider you a close friend no matter what um so so that's that's what i have to say feel the exact same way. And I'll definitely have you on, you know, multiple times whenever you're up for it. I'm sad about it personally. And I think you're a great co-host for me. So I'll definitely miss that. And I'm sure listeners will miss it too. I'll, I'll release the other pod, which has more details, but I agree. I, I didn't sing out Yahoo because it seems like Yahoo's actually been incredibly much more tolerant and not giving you a hard time, but just in general, just the, the way things are now is it's difficult. And I understand that. So, all right, man, well, you missed uh, by me and, and I'm sure the listeners too, but I'll have more details in the other pod. And I'm glad we did this health one. Uh, it was fun. Pretty fitting that we have the worst technical problems of all time too during it, but it, that's so life. It, it, it is what it is. But I, um, yeah, man, I will continue to listen and I will continue to be a list fan. I appreciate that, man. Later, Liz. All right. Take care, man.